it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. was reading a book recently about healing trauma and came to a section on this guy's quote trauma healing diet honestly I was furious how could somebody supposedly wanting to help people heal from trauma include a diet in their trauma healing plan how does a supposed trauma specialist really not understand the massive collective trauma that generations of our population have been subjected to as a direct result of diets. Today is Bell Let's Talk Day, so yes, let's talk. Let's talk about what apparently not even trauma specialists understand. Let's talk about what nobody ever talks about when it comes to mental health. The very real harm being done by diet, wellness, and healthy eating and living cultures. I want to talk about the mental and physical trauma of diet, healthy living, healthy eating, and wellness cultures. The trauma of all of those, quote, impressive diet and lifestyle change results. To that end, I'm diving into my own story again because while my story may be extreme, it is by no means unique. Varying degrees of my story are the norm. So let's start on a random day, probably in 2008 or so, When I was walking out of my eating disorder therapist's office, exhausted, defeated, hopeless, my eyes red and swollen from sobbing hysterically the entire hour I was in there. My gaze was fixed on the floor, my head was down, and I pulled my hair forward, purposefully hiding behind it, hoping that nobody would notice the tears I was desperately trying to hold back or the red, swollen eyes. On the way out of the building, I stopped at the pharmacy on the bottom floor and I headed straight for the candy aisle. Ten or so dollars later, I headed to the car. My thoughts were abusive and hopeless. Things like, what the hell is wrong with me? Why am I so screwed up? Why can't I get my shit together? I can't keep living like this. This is killing me. All of those thoughts were raging through my head. I always felt so much worse leaving therapy. His... Ridiculous advice always included stupid things like telling me to try a hot bath or a walk when I wanted to binge. His, quote, treatment consisted of nothing more than listening to me sob about how I couldn't uh, keep living like that and passing me medication. All of which I tried, none of which never helped. Some of which made things even worse. So there I was, sitting in my car in the parking lot of my eating disorder therapist's office, trying to break into a bag of candy and trembling like a detoxing drug addict. I desperately fought to open one of the bags, and I was shaking so hard I literally couldn't get it opened. My chest ached. My heart pounded. My head pounded. My whole body, one raw nerve of pain and self-hatred, so uncomfortable I would have done pretty much anything to have been able to step outside of myself and somehow just run away from me in that moment. Fuck's sakes, I cursed angrily out loud as I tossed the candy onto the car seat and reached for a different bag, 
hoping that the next bag wouldn't be as hard to open. When I got the bag opened, I jammed a big handful of candy in my mouth as fast as I could get it in there. Before I was even done chewing, I was jamming more in. After one more handful, I started the car and I started pulling away, finishing the rest of the bag, probably before I even got out of the parking lot. As I drove to a nearby department store to buy more, I noticed myself think, oh well, you know, I already screwed up today. I'll just start over tomorrow. As I began planning out what else I was going to get at the next store. Another probably 40 or so dollars later, I'm back in the car, shoving more food in my face, on the way to a drive through window for lunch. I stuffed the lunch down while driving home, and then topped that off by going back into the bags of candy beside me. About halfway home, I started noticing that I was feeling sick, and the manicness of the binge began to slow down, began to slow down a little bit, and, you know, but I kept eating. Even when I started feeling sick, I kept eating. When I get home, I'd settle on the couch again with more candy. And at this point, um, you know, I'm starting to get so sick that I, I kind of can't even do anything but just try to fall asleep at this point. And a while later, I'm awake and eating again. And, you know, I basically spend the whole rest of the day furiously trying to get, eat everything I can get my hands on. And periodically being forced to stop for a bit uh, every once in a while because I'm literally so sick. I'm throwing up in my mouth because there's so much food in my stomach. There's literally no room left in my body for food. But I'm still eating it. I consider trying to throw up, but I remember that despite throwing up in my mouth, I'm never actually able to make myself puke. And I hate myself even more for not being a better bulimic. A good bulimic would just puke and then be able to keep eating, I remember I remember thinking. Why am I such a failure at everything? I can't even do bulimia right, I remember thinking. And I, I remember hearing myself think that and immediately recognizing how screwed up that was. But it just made me feel even more broken and hopeless. By the time I go to bed, I'm stuffed up to my throat. I have excruciating heartburn. I'm throwing up in my mouth almost nonstop. I can barely breathe. I'm so full. My stomach feels like it's full of bricks and is distended out a solid four to five inches. It is physically painful how full I am. It's physically painful how much I hate myself. My heart's beating out of my chest so hard that it's scaring me, and my fingers are even numb and tingly. I lie awake, seriously afraid that this is the time I've eaten so much I'll die in my sleep, and legitimately wondering if I should be going to the ER so that my daughter doesn't wake up in the morning and find me dead in my bed. And at that point, I was a diet success. That was in my early 30s. Way too old to have an eating disorder, I used to think. And I remember being frustrated at the time with myself that if I did have to have an eating disorder, it at least wasn't the, it wasn't the one that uh, was more likely to result in weight loss. Like, I remember being frustrated by that. Anyway, at that point, as I said, I was considered a diet success. A raging, impressive success, I might add. I had finally lost the weight that I had been obsessed over losing since I was in my teens. 
I had the impressive before and after weight loss pictures. I was toned. I was fit. On the surface, I was doing everything right. Lose weight. Exercise every day. Try my hardest to build my willpower muscle and eat healthy. Oh yeah, I was living the healthy lifestyle all right. I was a success, a shining example of what happens when you make, quote, healthy lifestyle changes. There I was, doing everything right, everything they say you're supposed to do, and there I was. Chronic clinical depression, anxiety disorder, panic attacks, full-blown bulimic. None of those things existed in the woman in my before pictures, but they sure as hell did in my after pictures. Admittedly, a lot of them were likely bumbling, bu- uh, bubbling under the surface as predispositions waiting to emerge, but it was the healthy lifestyle journey that pushed me over the edge, that pushed me to that point. And this is what nobody ever talks about. The truth behind the pictures, the truth behind all of the ways that, quote, healthy lifestyles and all the things you're supposedly supposed to do to achieve them, all the ways they're glorified and glamorized in our culture. Because the truth is ugly and profoundly unhealthy, mentally, physically, and emotionally. My story is not unique Everywhere I went, people celebrated how amazing I looked and congratulated me for, quote, changing my lifestyle and getting healthy. Healthy, right. (laughs) Because they didn't know. How could they know? I was so deeply ashamed and busy blaming myself for being such a screw-up that I would never share my dirty secret. That I was actually a raging bulimic who was still, despite having lost the weight, still hating her body obsessed with changing it and at war with food. So how did I get there? Same way most people do. I was conditioned with external weight stigma from the time I was little. As I got older and watched how people who gained weight were spoken of and treated, I began internalizing it, being afraid of it. I learned that fat was bad and I did not ever want to be it. In my teens, an adult in my life gave me one of um, Atkins' books, You know, because it was supposedly the healthiest way to eat. That's why she gave it to me. This is the healthy way to eat. The doctor says so. But because we live in a deeply anti-fat culture, I zeroed in on how he claimed carbs make you fat. I wasn't even overweight at the time, nor did I have what at the time I would, would have considered food issues. I just ate and lived. My genes were probably starting to get a little tight, as they normally do when you're a growing teenager, but... I didn't see any of that. All I saw was fat. And I decided I needed to lose a few pounds. And there was my life before reading that book, that diet book that was supposedly the healthy way to eat, and there was life after. It caused decades of shame and self-loathing, and it took so many years to repair the damage that that initial introduction to dieting did to my life and to my mental and physical health. About two hours into my first diet attempt, I remember starting to obsess over all the things I couldn't eat anymore and being desperate to be skinny again as soon as possible so that I wouldn't be allowed to eat them or so that I would rather be allowed to eat them again. I was obsessing 
over carbs in ways that I had never obsessed before that wretched book told me that I shouldn't eat them. By midday, I had failed. I caved and ate carbs. And something weird happened. Instantly, I was scared and ashamed. I felt like I was bad. It's not just that I thought I'd made a, quote, bad choice. I thought, you idiot, you can't do anything right. Look at you, one meal in and you screwed up already. May as well just eat whatever you want now and, you know, the rest of the day and then just start again tomorrow. That was the beginning of decades of self-punishing right there and the start of decades of living with food fear. For decades, I was scared of eating the wrong thing. I lived with that constant nagging fear in the back of my head all day, every day, scared of being unhealthy if I ate the wrong thing and scared of gaining more weight if I ate the wrong thing because I couldn't stop eating the things that Atkins blamed for causing weight gain. Do you have any idea how unhealthy it is to live with chronic fear? How much disease and illness is a result of chronic stress? Way more than any one particular food or food group is. Yet there I was, trying to be healthy. This was also the beginning of complete disconnection and disassociation from my body. There was no more eating when I was hungry and stopping when I was full. That perfectly normal human behavior was replaced with an obsessive need to prove that I had the willpower to control every morsel that went in, which of course I didn't, because who does? Very, very, very few people. I think I gained about five pounds from that first attempt. And through that cycle, I slowly continued to gain more and more weight year after year and feeling more and more guilty and afraid every time I ate something bad. Atkins' low-carb miracle diet had not only failed me, but it began began a decades-long battle with food, my scale, and my body. I didn't realize until many years later that the pattern I got stuck in from that supposedly healthy eating plan, that pattern I got stuck in was caused in large part by his diet and his healthy eating messages that I kept so desperately trying to follow. Nor did I have any idea that it was also being repeated in millions of people every day around the world. Because it's just the way that our species has evolved to respond to food restriction and self-rejection. At any rate, somehow in my early 30s, I got desperate enough to make myself, quote, stick to a severe caloric deficit long enough to drop a few pounds. Many pounds, actually, many pounds. Desperation is a powerful force when it's strong enough, and indeed, I had gotten to my goal weight pretty quickly. But again, or rather still, despite having reached my goal weight, I was obsessed with food while also still being scared of it, obsessed with my scale, terrified of regaining the weight, which I would start to do very often, and I still hated my body. So, I enlisted an IFBB figure pro to help me really start transforming its shape. That will make me love it, I thought. She gave me a meal plan with the caveat that it's not a diet. It's clean eating. It's not a diet. It's a meal plan. It's not a diet. It's a healthy lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's healthy eating. It's not a diet. It's eating for your goals. Ugh. Christ, I don't know how I bought all that crap, but I did. And again, 
this had a profoundly negative effect on my life and my health. Within four days of what had previously just been disordered eating, within four days of this clean eating, healthy eating, healthy lifestyle plan, I was now a raging bulimic. Within eight months, I was sitting in a therapist's office at a supposedly healthy weight, living the story I described in the beginning. You know, because it's not a diet. It's just whole food, good, nutritious, healthy eating lifestyles, right? (sighs) By 2010, (laughs) I became a personal trainer and nutrition and wellness coach myself because hook, line, and sinker, I bought the lie. I bought the lie that the weight loss, healthy eating, and busting my ass with torturous exercise programs every day were the right way. I bought the lie that those things were the healthy way to live. I fully believed that those things were making my life better. And all the ways in which I was completely imploding, well, (laughs) obviously I thought they were just my fault, right? Because I was a screw up who couldn't get my shit together and stick to anything. That's what I thought. That's what I thought because that's what we're taught to think. I internalized the eating disorder and gave the, quote, lifestyle credit for all the ways I was feeling amazing when I could stick to it, which wasn't very often, by the way. And I gave the lifestyle the credit for all the ways I was being celebrated. I fully believed that the only way to learn to love and feel confident in our bodies was to lose weight or to transform them into something that looked better. It was completely lost on me at the time that the only time I actually felt more confident in my body was if I was receiving external praise for it. The rest of the time, I still hated it. And at no time in my life had I ever been celebrated as much as when I was in that world. Engaging in all of those incredibly unhealthy patterns Because, hey, at least I had gotten skinny, right? Nevertheless, um, you know, I wanted to share what I had learned about fat loss versus weight loss, about fad diets versus this, you know, healthy eating thing that I was now doing. You know, the whole avoid the toxins and chemicals and, you know, insert all of that stupid nutrition and wellness industry fear-mongering bullshit buzzwords here, whatever. I wanted to help other people find peace and body confidence through body transformation, but it was completely lost on me at the time that those things hadn't actually brought me any peace or body confidence or any of the things that I wanted. Because again, I was blaming myself, like we all do. I'm just still struggling because I'm stupid and weak and broken, I thought. When I help other people learn the right way to eat and train, they'll live happily ever after because they're not weak and stupid and broken like me, I thought. I was programmed so completely that I couldn't see it. Everything I had been taught about weight loss and healthy living and eating were the very things that caused the decades of struggle and that caused the eating disorder and the anxiety and the depression and all of it. Or at the very least, contributed to and fueled all of those things. The fear, the anxiety, the eating disorder, years of disordered eating, depression, all very real life consequences of the, quote, healthy lifestyle I was trying to live. 
I finally did start seeing that though, when I was a trainer and client after client after client after client were all telling me things like, I've been dieting my whole life, but I'm so stupid and I always gain it back. They list all the million different diets they'd tried. Give the diets credit for being so awesome and helping them lose so much weight so fast and then blaming and shaming themselves when they'd gain it back. And all the horrific ways that they talk about their bodies broke my heart. I started seeing myself in most of my clients, varying degrees of myself in most of my clients. Over and over and over again, for now almost 12 years, I have been listening to the stories of women in their 60s, 70s, 80s, talk about their lifetimes of weight, food scale, food, scale and diet obsessions. And the one thing was always the same. They gave the diet credit and blamed themselves when they failed. They had usually started dieting in their teens or earlier. And I started noticing the whole, it's not a diet, it's a healthy eating plan, was really just turning out the exact same way that diet attempts would. And again, I started seeing varying degrees and versions of my own history in all of these women that I was working with. And I started noticing it's really everywhere. Everywhere you look, people are always joking about weight gain, joking about how they can't stick to anything, joking about how they can't stop eating the, quote, bad foods, joking about emotional eating. But what's the reality behind their jokes? What's their reality? Because at my worst on the surface, I was joking about all of those things in the exact same ways that everybody else does. Varying degrees of my story have become the norm in the name of health. The sickest thing is that it is all so unbelievably toxic and unhealthy and traumatic. So for me, the shift out of it, the shift to freedom and joy and what I define now as just genuinely healthy living started for two reasons. First, because I actually thought I was going to die if I didn't figure out how to heal. Like I truly thought, I have to change this or I'm not going to make it. And truthfully, many days there were parts of me that didn't want to make it if it meant continuing to live like that. And then second, because through my personal training clients, again, I started recognizing just how widespread these issues are. That prompted me to really start trying to understand why. It was a question that I had asked my therapist a hundred times with every single visit. Why am I like this? I asked him over and over again. He never gave me any answers. Perhaps that's why I felt so hopeless leaving appointments every, every time I saw him. But intuitively, I just always sensed that if I could understand why, if I could understand what was driving those things, I'd have some power to actually start figuring out how to change them. I've always been naturally curious, wanting to understand why things are the way they are in every other area of my life. So naturally, I I started researching and learning more. I started with simple questions like trying to figure out how to help clients and myself stick to these stupid, quote, healthy eating plans, because I so desperately wanted to stop binging. I wanted to help clients, but I wanted to stop binging, and I just wanted to eat what I thought I was supposed to eat. And I thought there had to be some magic trick to learning how to do that, and I was determined to find it. 
<laughs> much to my dismay, <laughs> particularly since my livelihood depended on it, I actually found the opposite to be true. And I fell into the anti-diet world, and for the first time I opened myself up to actually learning about it. Prior to that, I had always looked down upon the anti-diet world, like most who criticize it. I thought they were promoting weight gain and unhealthy eating and living, but the more I learned, the more I realized how untrue that entire belief is. And my beliefs really began to shift monumentally as I kept learning. I stopped blaming people and myself. In the diet, weight loss, healthy eating, fitness world, all of those things, people are blamed when they can't stick to anything. We blame ourselves, we blame other people. Words like lazy, undisciplined, weak-willed, unmotivated get thrown around all the time to blame people for failures of a system that is designed to fail. If three people in a class fail a test, you might blame the people. But if 95% of the people in the class fail a test, you may start blaming the test, right? But that's not what happens with weight loss or these healthy lifestyle change attempts. The 95% who keep failing, and I use that term loosely because you're not failing diets, they're failing you. Anyway, these 95% are busy blaming themselves and so ashamed by it all, they'll never admit it. And of the random few who do lose weight, many of them live varying degrees of my story after my weight loss and are also too busy blaming themselves and feeling ashamed to admit it. The current societal belief is that you just need to be motivated enough to take control of your health and try harder to, quote, fix it and, quote, eat right. Especially even around this whole mental health thing, we always hear messages about how eating right helps our mental health, but really... <laughs> Listen to my story again and tell me that eating right helps mental health. I call bullshit on it all. The truth is that most people are spending their entire lives. They are spending from the time they are 6, 8, 10, 12 years old until they're 80. Trying to, quote, eat right. Trying to, quote, fix it in a system that's failing them by being more likely to set them up for long-term weight gain and food issues than it is to help them find health, happiness, or weight loss. As soon as I started learning that, I realized I needed to quit the fitness industry and share not only my story of suffering, but my story of healing, because I knew that I was not alone. And so the healing really started for me when I started recognizing all of the things that I thought were supposed to bring me health and happiness were actually destroying me. When I realized I wasn't alone and it wasn't my fault. When I walked away from it all and I started working on healing the damage done to my relationships with myself, my body, and food from that world. And when I started healing the predispositions that made me extra vulnerable to that world. I relearned to connect with, trust, respect, and accept my body regardless of what it looks like. I learned how to manage and ultimately change the negative internal dialogue and body image beliefs that were such a huge part of why I struggled with feeling good about myself in the first place. I learned how to manage pain and negative emotions without always relying on food. I learned how to love and value myself as a human outside of what I looked like, ate, or weighed. In doing those things, everything began to shift in the most glorious and significantly more healthy ways. 
including what and how I ate. And, you know, the whole time I was a binge eater and I was desperate to recover, I thought recovery would look like just learning to manage the binge eating better. I used to think that, uh, like they say about people addicted to drugs or alcohol, I would be a bulimic or binge eater my whole life, but I would just slowly learn to manage the illness better and better. I, I thought at the time that that was the best I could ever hope for, but for me, recovery turned out to be so much better than that. It turned me into somebody who not only isn't a binge eater or bulimic anymore, but somebody who cannot believe she ever even was. It feels like another lifetime ago, and I cannot even wrap my mind around the fact that I used to treat myself and my body so poorly. I cannot imagine ever doing it again. All of that is just gone. In fact, I stopped wanting to do a lot of the things that I used to do that weren't good for me. I stopped drinking alcohol, not because it was ever an issue or because I even wanted to or tried to, but instead because it makes me feel like crap and I have zero desire to consume things that make me feel like crap. I stopped over-exercising and ignoring my body when it's telling me it's injured. I also stopped tanning. I used to bake my skin in the sun every summer, trying for that perfect golden brown tan, and now I haven't in years. Again, simply because I've grown into somebody who no longer wants to harm herself or her body. My relationships with food, myself, and my body are glorious. They are easy, peaceful, and nurturing now. I never worry about what I should or shouldn't eat or do. I just eat and live, connected to myself, my body, and my unique moment-to-moment needs. I don't berate myself or my body in the mirror anymore. I am finally at peace and living self and body acceptance. Those are things that I never, ever got from decades of dieting, weight loss attempts, trophies, or even, quote, healthy eating. I got them when I walked away from those things and I started reconnecting with me. And that, my friends, is healthy living, mentally, physically, and emotionally. been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.